0: The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics oh yeah good morning everybody that's right today is monday february 19th and today is national arabian horse day it's also national vet girls rise day national lash day because everyone loves a good set of lashes and national chocolate mint day what do you think about that yarrow chocolate mint okay okay Oh yeah, boy! I,
1: I, I, I love it, Jason. I bet you Thank do. You I bet, I bet Thank
0: you, you do, much. Rico. Some chocolate mint, yeah. and of course, that's right. Today is a federal holiday. It is also President's Day. So shout out to all those dead presidents. You know we love counting, and yeah, the ones you. walking dead, and oh. <laughs> That was <laughs> oh, that was good. Thank you for joining us and getting high at 9 with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. You can look down below on your screen to see exactly where we live on the Internet. And we are live every Monday through Friday on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all through our very own website at www.highat9news.com. So thank you to everyone tuning in from any one of those platforms. And today, Rico is out of Internet. So today he is calling calling in because he's caught in the flash flood that is that is engulfing southern california right now it is the dope dad himself on on the call in on the call in thanks to adam's amazing tech skills shout out adam and his feathered hair that's right but going in first we have the dope dad himself the man who is getting blacked out today because of the rain. It is none other than the Dope Dad himself, Rico meat Oh yeah, Jason. Yeah.
1: And you know, um in honor of the blackout, mm-hmm. you know exactly what this chocolate meant.
0: Oh, oh I see what you did there. Chocolate mint day. Oh. <laughs> nice. But nonetheless, uh, it's been a great weekend.
1: I got Cali vibes with everybody, seeing everybody out there and um, you know, taking in the atmosphere and everybody who's out there with us. Much love. Going mm-hmm. to see you guys again. But um we made a couple of uh, Instagram posts this weekend and um If you haven't been thinking about it prior to, if you ever wonder who's looking into those fire ass IG posts, fire ass Facebook or whatever platform you've been posting on, and if it'll have any uh, effect on your personal life or anyone else's, think no more. The Food and Drug Administration, is highlighting its scientific review into marijuana that led the agency to recommend rescheduling, according to um, Kyle Yeager over at Marijuana Moment. They're uh, looking into the agency to recommend rescheduling a process that involved comprehensive an- uh, analysis of research, as well as looking into hundreds of posts on social media platforms to see how consumers describe uh, cannabis' therapeutic impact. And it's 2023 fiscal year drug safety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've been posting that You've been posting yourself smoking bones, mm-hmm. bongs, all that stuff. And it has contributed to the FDA saying like, ah, oh, we, we, we've lost this war <laughs> and they're pushing towards rescheduling at the very least because everybody's online doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the center, uh, this is the uh, Drug Safety Priorities Report that was published Thursday. The FDA Center for Drug Evaluation and Research discussed various initiatives that it says illustrate the depth and versatility of drug safety initiatives across the center and uh, and FDA. That includes the cannabis analysis conducted under a 2022 directive from your favorite president, Jason Beck, Joe Biden. Joe Biden wasn't sure what he's going to do with his uh, recommendation or anything like that, so he said. To his minions, go to the internet. And they did. And they mm-hmm. saw Jason Beck interview and be real. And they said, there's no way we can keep this illegal. <laughs> 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 as, as part of CDR's uh, cross center evaluation of marijuana, CDR Office of Surveillance and Epidemiology completed a review of epidemiologic and pharmacovigilance data sources to inform the 8FA provided to the DEA, it said. After the conclusion of the FDA review, the US Department of Health and Human Services submitted a letter with hundreds of pages of research material to the DEA with the Schedule Three recommendation. DEA is now carrying out its own review before making a final determination. But there were rumors that a decision would be announced two weeks ago. But Biden administration official told marijuana moment that they were that they would wave off that speculation. FDA's work to reach a scheduling conclusion also involved a team of social scientists who spent six months conducting a detailed qualitative analysis of online and social media conversations occurring about marijuana. The deep state has been looking into your page and how do you feel about it?
0: man, you know, you, you know, you know, Rico, what I really, what I really wonder about with, with, with all this is what influencers were they really looking at like who's who's who what Seriously. were the actual pages on social media that they were looking into that's what i'd I, like to
1: see this redact that's probably what was in the uh the redactions in the report when they actually released it yes but, right. they said this they were they were looking at your instagram pages everybody if listening everybody's watching right now they were looking at all of our shit
0: i wonder <laughs> if there's a cannabis psyop like taylor swift
1: I think this is
0: confirming that there is. This is confirming that
2: there
1: is.
0: Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Man. Oh, man. Yaro, I'm trying to figure out, is Yaro with us? Adam. Oh, there we go. We hear you, Yaro. I hear you. I hear you, Yaro. For some reason, I can't can't hear hear you through through the... the, uh, Discord, Discord, so interesting, weird, weird, weird. We hear you, Yaro. We, hear we you definitely hear you.
3: Hear you. Give me one sec. I'm gonna load in and load out again. Oh man! Look at that! Look Tough at that Rico, He's practicing. Agency, President's
0: State weekend I'm though. loading in, loading out. Yarrow Yaro is 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 on top of his pullout game today. Can
2: bullshit oh.
0: <laughs> restart? <laughs> What's restart. that? Are we there? Oh. Are we still going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 we're still going. We're, okay. st- we're, we're 100% right. still going. I mm-hmm. mean... Separ-
1: it- separately, the, the FDA report said the agency completed an assessment of the capabilities and usefulness of a, a variety of epidemiologic pharmacovigilance, and uh, drug utilization data sources for monitoring the safety of unapproved cannabis-derived products. So pretty much, uh, in a nutshell, they for six months, the FDA has been stalking Cannabis influencers and open cannabis users in both legal and illegal markets, and this is what Kate gave, uh, gave them, uh, got them to come to the conclusion that it needs to, at the very least, be rescheduled, and at the most, be descheduled. So, I mean, how do you guys think about this, man? Um, it, on one hand, I think it's a good thing that um, you know we've been so positive about cannabis, but on the other hand, like, oh all these social media platforms has been bowing down to the government and letting them scrape all of our data and read all of our shit and look directly at us. Like nobody's safe. are you going to be thinking twice about what you post now knowing that the feds have been and will continue to be looking at your social media? You're going to meet the dopest dad on the street for high that news and uh, from a dark black void, but you know what the chocolate, chocolate mint. <laughs> <laughs>
0: blackout specifically that's right chocolate what do you think jason rico i'll tell you i'll tell you what in 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 regards to this you know i've always believed in putting on a good show for the federal government and so i'm going to continue to post and and you know trend and all of that all of that good stuff um yeah, yeah, I'm going I'm, I'm to continue to influence, and hopefully the government is looking at my posts and is listening to the things that we say here on High and 9 News because we should not be going to Schedule 3. We need to de-schedule cannabis. And if I could tell the DEA anything, I would be telling them that.
1: I think also that um, make sure you guys are careful about what you're putting on these posts. <laughs> the government is outwardly and openly saying that they're watching this shit.
0: Rico what do you what, what, what do you think I, I, I wonder I wonder if if Mark Zuckerberg had anything to do with this because you know they have a pretty bad cannabis policy at meta Instagram and Facebook and they're probably like the federal government is like, hey you guys have too much drug content on your platform and Facebook is probably like, oh man you know we can't we can't clean it up it's too much it, it's too many too many profiles for us to be able to monitor all at once and da 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 and all these all these <laughs> fake bot profiles and all these little trapper pages and and, and and whatnot they're like it's just really hard for us to for us to monitor and so therefore now since they can't do the work of the government now the government Mm -hmm. is just caving in because they can't police the streets themselves
1: yeah nobody better to police everybody than mark zuckerberg Mm -hmm. he's out there he has he has data on all of us the facebook if if the trump election when he won Mm-hmm. Cambridge Analytica. If if, if, if that didn't you said, teach you anything about the scope and the and, and the reach of Facebook and the ability to mine data, Of people's sentiment, people's movements, people's uh, 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 people's actions, mm-hmm. then um, I, I don't know what what what, what will Rico, move you in that direction.
0: Rico, you mentioned you 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 mentioned you said the election that Trump won. So I want to know which one were you referring yeah. to. 2016,
1: Cambridge, you know the the Russia, Russia, Russia campaign.
0: Okay, 2016, not 2020. Okay, just want to make sure that we're saying you know he's about to be the three-time champ. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Walking Dead president. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh man! It's the zombie apocalypse for real going on in Washington D.C. right now. <laughs> oh, oh man! Yeah, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep this train rolling, rolling. Um, we're gonna go Seriously? roll. Yeah, we're gonna roll right into a commercial, and we are gonna be right back. All right. Yeah. Oh man, that
3: was weird. Hey, you, America. That look like Sean Connery. <laughs> Good morning, America. Saman Rezani coming to you live from sunny Los Angeles, California with the one and only highest host, Mr. Jason Beck, smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast? You can find it on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. No excuses in 2024. If you haven't checked us out, Check it out now. And also, check out what The Prophet's doing in 2024.
0: all right and and we're back and we're back thank you all so much we we, we had a little technical difficulties we're making sure that yarrow can get in through the rain and all this storm and everything and now we have him so yarrow welcome
3: thank you thanks oh, for having yeah. me it oh, is yeah. raining
1: oh, down, really? down here
0: it is it That's is
1: good good tomorrow good tomorrow
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man you guys you guys it's a fun little president's day show Lo- li- yes, it is. Loose, loose and easy you ready Rico yeah, yes it is. It, is. it is yes it's pouring down buckets and you know
1: who we had a major 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 outpouring of love this weekend it's the man himself who's known for smoking the best weed in the world but he's also known on these rainy days to cuddle up with kittens yes. and rub them gently yes lots and of, to give strong messaging out to you all that the news don't quit doesn't matter if there's a monsoon outside doesn't matter how bad it's flooding in los angeles right now right. he's in the studio putting in work making sure you motherfuckers get the news like you're supposed to take me back what do you have for us today that's Part right, news
0: that's right we are similar to the post office you know nor rain nor sleet nor snow shall shop stop us from delivering the news to you all Got through friday yes thank you so much rico and yes, it was a sir. fantastic weekend over at the cali vibes festival we definitely want to thank uh be real tv for allowing us to participate with them uh, on their channel we hosted a few panels we're going to be putting up some content and things from that whole event um also too we want to send a big thank you to the high hopes festival we were in the high hopes lounge vip backstage lounge all weekend long friday saturday and sunday over at the high high hopes area and so we want to thank everybody chang carla uh kendall everybody with, with with high hopes and uh be real tv all the production crew everybody um over there be real himself and thank you all for such an amazing amazing weekend and uh man i'll tell you what i have a really interesting story you guys probably uh i think uh yarrow your favorite person in cannabis is in my story today that's right You guessed it, Yarrow. Mike Tyson urges Joe Biden to free thousands locked up over cannabis. He says right these wrongs. Iron Mike. Yes, That's indeed. right. That's right. Iron Mike. The former heavyweight boxing champion Mike Tyson has urged Joe Biden to follow through on his commitment to, in quotes, correct our country's failed approach to marijuana and give clemency to the thousands of nonviolent cannabis offenders still languishing in federal lockups. President, in quote, President Biden has the power to effect real change. He can right these wrongs and grant clemency to those who are sitting in prison for cannabis offenses. Tyson told told the Guardian. In another quote, we know the failed war on drugs and was wrong and no one should be sitting in jail for cannabis. It's time our country moves forward and end cannabis prohibition once and for all. Legal cannabis sales in the U.S. could soon reach $40 billion annually and and uh, campaigners say it's an injustice that more than 2,000 people, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly people of color, are in federally federal jails sentenced for conduct that today is a Essentially legal in almost half of the country, with adult use cannabis legal in 24 states. About 30,000 more are in state penitentiaries for nonviolent cannabis offenses. Activists say with data patchy, Biden doesn't have the power to pardon those offenders. But Tyson pleaded with the president to to pressure the states to do so. Biden has been accused of misleading voters in his messaging over his pardon for people convicted of simple marijuana possession offenses in line with his campaign promises to decriminalize cannabis in quotes. No one should be in jail for just using or possessing marijuana, he said in October of 2022. However, as of nine months or nine months earlier, in quotes, no offender sentenced solely for simple possession of marijuana remained in the custody of the Federal Bureau of Prisons, according to the U.S. Senate. Uh, commission those who remain in prison face charges including drug trafficking in a video for a uh, reform a campaign cannabis brand founded by weldon angelos who served a 13-year prison sentence for selling less than a thousand dollars worth of cannabis before he was granted clemency in 2016 tyson said it be begraged him uh, that people were doing murderers time for trafficking a mild medicine The White House will receive a letter on Tuesday penned by Tyson, a cannabis advocate and entrepreneur, which says it's high time. I wonder if high times paid him to say that the authorities reconcile with communities, including people, including uh, poor people and people of color who have paid uh, the heavy cost of the U.S.'s so-called drug war. Even for those who sold cannabis and are now free, their criminal records are often a serious impediment to finding work. In a quote, The war on marijuana is over, Mr. President, as seen in legalization efforts across the country and in polls, showing that most Americans oppose marijuana prohibition. Tyson wrote in a letter to Biden, Through a categorical clemency grant, you can declare an end to the federal warfare on our own people and mark a new era based on peace. Peace and prosperity. Tyson's letter comes after the rappers Drake, Killer Mike, and a host of other chart-topping artists told Biden in a letter in 2021 that enough is enough. No one should be locked up in federal prison for nonviolent marijuana offenses. In 2019, Jerry Heyman, a former college football player, was federally sentenced to 10 years for distributing large amounts of cannabis despite his home state of California having legalized medical cannabis in 1996. The state sanctioned adult use sales in 2016. And in a quote, I'm I'm loyal and love helping people in need, he wrote in an online bio. Prior to, to this incarceration, I graduated college and was launching a dispensary. I'm a man of God. Most importantly, I'm a kind-hearted person, he says. Danny Trevino of Michigan, another state that has legalized adult-use cannabis in 2019, was sentenced to 15 years in federal prison. In a quote, he says, another Mexican goes to prison and leaves his little girl behind. His mother, Berta Garcia, said previously previously his three-year-old daughter this is such an injustice in november the rapper uh, rallo born terrell davis was released after five years in federal prison over one million dollars worth of cannabis that police found on his plane in atlanta georgia and georgia decriminalized possession of small amounts of cannabis back in 2017 and hyatt Nines' very own luke scarmazzo is, is, is mentioned in here and it says luke scarmazzo became the last known californian to be released from prison for federal cannabis trafficking charges in February of 2023, after serving nearly 15 years for running a licensed medical cannabis dispensary that was ruled to have so, that that was that was ruled to have sold to patients without a prescription. In quotes, he says, "It didn't feel." Like we were wrongly convicted, but it felt like it was an injustice, not only for the amount of time we received on a first-time drug offense, Garmazzo told CBS. The U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA, has long maintained that cannabis is among the most addictive and dangerous drugs and has no medical value, despite a growing wealth of evidence to the contrary. A top advisor to Richard Nixon, the president who first placed cannabis into the most restrictive drug scheduling category, previously admitted, did we... Uh, do we know we were lying about uh, wh- lying about the drugs of course we did and the dea has been reviewing cannabis status as a schedule one drug on par with heroin after the department of health recommends its rescheduling to a lowest priority and here at high a nine news we stand by the fact that cannabis needs to be descheduled, not rescheduled and i'm going to digress and see what y'all have to say about this i'm sure you guys got an earful
3: I'm so tired of that convicted rapist getting more than his 15 minutes of fame. I understand we have a Judeo-Christian society, theoretically, based on (laughs) redemption and and forgiveness. That is between God and Tyson. I do not forgive convicted rapists. And all y'all who stand in line at some booth to get your picture taken with this gentleman— Shame on you. There are a lot of amazing athletes out there, and certainly the convicted rapist should not insert himself as a spokesperson for a criminal justice issue. issue. Wait until you have no blood on your hands, and then come back and get your additional 15 seconds of fame talking about all the cannabis prisoners out there. Look, I love the show. Thank you so much for educating me when it comes to pigeons and doves and all them little flying, furry little creatures. But you are still a convicted rapist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: I, you yeah know, I, 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 I have two things to say real quick yeah number one i would have loved to hear the reading of this and to hear mike tyson say peace and prosperity <laughs> 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 number one that would been great <laughs> but, but but number two i think this i think this whole thing uh, i think it's a, a great representation with Mike Tyson Sanders because for his rape conviction, he did less time than 99% of these uh, offenders mm-hmm. uh, for cannabis. Mm-hmm. So right. I, think, I think he would be a very good candidate to say something like this, uh, like him or not, or if you forgive him or not. Uh, the, the, the The fact of the matter is, that he should be forgiven for his past crimes. This is what America is about. America is about redemption stories. Mm-hmm. And whether you like them or not, everybody knows his past. Everybody knows that he still, to this day, denies that uh, he admitted to lots of heinous crimes. but he still, to this day, denies what happened uh, with that rape conviction. So take it as you will what i what i think it as is he's a powerful voice and he is uh, one of the biggest influences uh in the cannabis industry and if he is going to sway the biden administration one way or another i'll take it
0: so you're saying you're saying that that basically that he is uh he, he is the new kim kardashian is that what you're telling me rico
1: um <laughs> no, <laughs>
3: that's not what I'm saying? <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I think let let me let me let me double down here for a mm-hmm. second. Okay, go for it, please, Jarrah. I think the notion was that Kim Kardashian was finally going to use her visibility for something beyond selling a product. Were you, were or you think so, about the visibility of Kim Kardashian, what do you think of yara <laughs> What are I you seeing? I think close my eyes, run in the opposite direction. I've never watched this show. I don't know why you're famous. I don't want to buy your makeup your women's
2: line.
1: Of, you, know, of, of you know what girdles. I think of? You think? No, I don't want to know what you think of Sick
3: <laughs> Man.
0: No, I, 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 I think, I think, I think of I, the Sir Mix-a-Lot yeah. song, Yaro. I think of the Sir Mix-a-Lot song. You know, I like big butts yeah, and I cannot lie. Back. I get yeah. it. But,
3: but, but what, what Jason Kim, did, said it finally took, Kim finally took her 15 minutes of fame. And attempted to use her position to highlight a real issue, and 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 that was really really cool. But I think Tyson has had more than fifteen say. minutes of fame, and we don't need yet another self-anointed spokesperson talking well, Ty, Ty, about an issue that's nothing. Tyson has real
0: talent. Tyson has real talent. Do you think? Hold yeah, on, I, I, I have a question. I have a question. Ring, more than fifteen minutes?
3: He's you, got he's got real talent in the ring. But he's still a convicted rapist. Don't you think? do get it twisted. There are a lot of amazing artists out there who could take that 15 minutes. But who annoyed this cat? Like, not this me. Is this, 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 it is this, America. It is America, y'all. America. It's it's right. in America,
1: um, America, people hover towards and they follow flawed people. Why? Because they're flawed as well. I'm so, flawed, too. I just don't have in the sexual
3: assault category. That's all. That's uh, all. Man. That's, y- Yaro, I have a question true, for but, you.
1: But he did his time. He did his time. Uh, he, did his time.
3: Uh, he did his time. That's right. And he proved, once again, the duality of our criminal justice system and the way in which resources affect outcomes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at that. Because I know that that's a place where I have an opportunity to help change that. Right. But right. again, this notion of redemption is between our society and the person who paid that price. It's not between hey, me. Hey, I am not. Are, are you?
1: Are you a Bob Marley fan? Are you a Bob Marley fan?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, of course.
1: Have you ever I listened wouldn't... to Redemption? Have you really ever listened to Redemption song?
3: Yeah. Do you want me to sing an a right now? Because I'll go full karaoke on high at nine.
1: Hey, th- this life in this world is about redemption, my brother.
3: Do you know and Bob it, Marley it, was a was a it, 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 too? It, it, yeah, you know, I know. Mean, Did you, he, he, he you was know his wife? Did oh, Howland a man of a of a of a moral code?
1: Mm-hmm. Dude, he's a he, he was a flawed man. It's about a God of redemption man, and you know what? You got you got to forgive. You got to forgive. I, and um, like him or not, you, you you got to respect the fact that if he has the opportunity to move the needle in one direction or not, if it's in our direction, like
0: you got to respect that. That's how yes. I feel. And uh and and, and Yarrow, I just have a quick question for you. All those people that stand in line to 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 meet with Tyson at Champs and all these other different uh different events around the country, do you think they're all trying to get in his ear? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm not sure who's trying to get into who and where, what orifice i just uh, no. they're all they're all set by evander holyfield
2: <laughs> but what troubles me is that yeah.
3: the, the regulated cannabis industry is like the redheaded stepchild so thirsty for attention mm-hmm. they'll take any attention from any person instead of asking ourselves as an industry what are our standards what do we stand for mm-hmm. and who doesn't measure to that
0: yeah, we, don't to,
3: we don't need to take the embrace from everybody and, uh, and- we don't we don't need we don't need politicians that have anti homosexual policies merely because they want to tease and flirt with the cannabis industry. Like like eighty percent of the Republicans? Up. Like eighty percent of I just made a Dana I just made a Dana I just made a Dana dash. And and we don't we don't need convicted <laughs> rapists. Yeah. We just we, we need to think about what does this new industry stand for mm-hmm. and not just affiliate with everybody. Yes. Not just affiliate with
0: everybody. Shout out to Christopher Brady in in the chat. He says, uh, Tyson's chicken is the best at the grocery store. And I didn't know Tyson (laughs) even had a chicken brand, but shout out. He doesn't have a chicken brand. I I wonder if the seasoning will knock it out. Yeah, I wonder if it stays juicy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. We, we got we, we to keep this train rolling. We're going to roll right on into Mr. Yarrow Kubrin. He's our Sebastopol Sage, and thank goodness his cell phone service is working today, or else he would have been short like Rico. That's right. It is none other than the Sebastopol uh, yeah. Sage, Mr. Yarrow Kubrin.
3: Which article do I get to kick off with you, first?
0: Whichever one you want, buddy. It's all you. It's your, your day. It's your day, Yarrow. Whichever
3: one you want it to kind of first. is my day. Yeah, it is kind of my day. I mean, it's I don't Monday, know that bro. the viewers know, but this is my this is my birthday too, bro. Today's I mean, your birthday? So I, well, tomorrow, but good enough, close enough. If you, if you were just for time dawns, well, let me tell you if something. If you were in Australia or Thailand, yeah, right now, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> fa- fair enough, fair enough, man. Happy happy birthday, and, and you'll be on tomorrow too. So we'll be wishing you a very happy birthday uh, tomorrow. Thank as well, you. As
3: well. I, I kind of want you guys to like. I want you to circle my table and then hand me like a really wide sombrero after you've sung my song and clapped your hands in a really activated manner. That's what I
0: really Are are you saying that because tomorrow's Taco About It Tuesday?
3: But You know what? Every day is a taco day. Mm -hmm. My name is Yaro Kubrin.
0: I would like to see Jason Beck clapping his hands
3: activated too. Yeah. Activated manner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Get activated. (laughs) Yeah. So let me kick off this first article today monday february 19th 9 32 a.m this is yarrow kubrin high at nine news calling in when the weather tries to prevent you from seeing my little face yeah hundreds of 10 first cannabis farmers market in cleveland to learn how to grow marijuana this is by pino bovenzi bovenzi and just got updated sunday morning cleveland a first time event in ohio provided the cannabis growing community the tools and education needed to get started with home grow a skill that's seeing high interest as ohioans wait to be able to purchase legal cannabis the ohiocannabis.com farmers market was held at red space in cleveland sunday Quote, this is an exciting time that people can finally come in and get access to genetics, talk to other breeders, talk to other growers, learn the techniques they're going to need to have to have success early on. So they stay in the hobby, organizer Johnny Cannabis said. Cannabis is one of the demo class instructors. Cannabis is one of the demo class instructors who's providing beginners with valuable information that will allow them to home grow successfully. He's proud of the strong turnout, an indicator that cannabis culture is being accepted by Ohioans. People have been smoking weed and growing it in Ohio this whole time, cannabis said. It's been your neighbor, your friend, your doctor, and your uncle. They're all in this lifestyle. They just had to keep it quiet. Now people have the ability to come above ground and be proud, or at least not be afraid that they are a cannabis user. Close to 40 vendors participated in the farmer's market selling seeds, fertilizers, clone, arts, general merchandise, and food. I feel really strongly about the industry and getting started on the right track, really pushing the education and helping people be successful. Julie Doran of MIGS Fertilizer said, vendors like Doran are confident issue two passing is a step forward to break the stigma surrounding cannabis and its health benefits. They have always tried to make cannabis altogether look like the devil's lettuce, like it's going to hurt you and ruin your life, Doran said. It's time that people come to these things and see that it's perfectly, that that it's perfectly just like tomatoes or any other plant that you can grow and it's actually very medicinal and helping people. These quotes are very Ohioan, let's just be clear. <laughs> With Ohioans still waiting to purchase recreational marijuana from dispensers without a medical marijuana card, growing your own supply can serve as both a workaround and to save money long term. Cannabis said there will be more farmers markets events held around the state, starting in Circleville on March 23rd and a festival in a farmers market in Canton in April, on April 20th. It's been a great success, he said. Everybody has had an amazing time today, and we're looking forward to putting these things on regularly. So let me kick off a little bit of commentary here. I like Ohio. I like the Ohio cannabis market, and as the director of real estate for CanDev, we were successful in controlling 15% of the real estate that was ex- that was given dispensaries in the medical round. And I, l- I really appreciate that Ohio is becoming adult use. I don't know that this is the best depiction of Ohio cannabis culture, and anybody who names their last name cannabis, yeah, you're really trying pretty hard, brah. The next thing I would say is absolutely having information, instructions, tutorials, and guidance on how to do a home grow is, 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 a, is a place that most markets need more education. And I I'm excited that pretty soon we'll go to Ohio and somebody will look at me and mention living soil and the ribosomal uh, benefits of of whatever they've put into their dirt and, and, and have some very deep dive when, when it comes to cultivation. But I would also just say that ultimately, failing in a home grow or making mistakes in a home grow or learning through experience in a home grow can be just as enriching as pulling a monster plant, and that doesn't get to happen until we decriminalize. And home gardens should always, in my opinion, be a part of any regulated cannabis policy. I've said that many times before. Anyway, this is Yarrow Kubrin, High at Nine News. I'd like to hear what my other guests have to say. What do you guys think about little farmers markets teaching people how to grow their backyard ganja?
1: It sounds like Ohio has already leapfrogged New York and their successful deployment of a farmer's market
0: mm. <laughs> oh i see what you did there we go that's some serious <laughs> shade on new york that's some serious shade yeah, in, new yeah. just, just I, I, in new york yeah but I, I just in new york yeah i just threw in the chat i i you know, i said i think i believe ohio residents need to thank michigan state for legalization yarrow because it yeah. would have never happened they, it would have never happened they, they,
1: they, they, Michigan. you know, you know Michigan, Michigan, that Michigan oh, Mich- oh sorry We're Michigan 12- yeah
0: sorry Michigan Michigan national, because the, uh, the national champions Wolverines yes. yes because if if the Michigan Wolverines would not would not have won then there would be probably be no legalization in Ohio yet.
1: they would have been complacent yes yeah. yeah. they would have been they, they would have had no fire under them to push them to you know, a uh, green light uh, legalization and move forward because they had just got their asses kicked by the Wolverines the week before. Mm-hmm. And these, uh, these motherfuckers in, 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 Congress, are like, no, not again,
2: not again. <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: So I, don't know why. I successfully <laughs> completed at least eight or nine real estate purchases for dispensary locations in Ohio. And I have to say, Ohio was a great place to operate. The people that I had an opportunity to interact with, whether they were tradespeople, escrow people, attorneys, I want to go there. I would love to visit. I want to bring the fishing poles, bring the boy, and go enjoy Ohio because Ohio was good to us, and the people there were great. And I like the market, and I like that it's going to adult use. And and I think Ohio is going to continue to be uh, an interesting and exciting market and one worth participating in.
0: Mhm. would be sudden in Ohio. Yes. Yeah. Now now Yaro I have I have a, I have a question in regards with this. Who who was it that was actually selling flowers at the farmers market? Was it home growers or was it the actual producers that are licensed in the state of Ohio?
3: Well, it doesn't say that they were able to sell flowers at the market. What it said was a lot that I didn't see. Maybe I just need to drink another cup of coffee before I read these links. But it okay. did say that there were 40 vendors and that they were selling everything from food to nutrients. And I think, I think the idea was to come together in the open, talk about home grows now that they are legal and that they are going to sort of use these events, these experiential marketing opportunities to teach people how to do a better job in their backyard. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, if you have a very few number of plants, it's not terribly difficult to grow cannabis if you have a couple plants that you give a lot of attention to. The hard thing in cannabis is growing quality at scale. That inversely proportional relationship between quality and volume, you find the same challenges when it comes to food, right? Good mm-hmm. luck getting three Michelin stars with a buffet. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to happen. But growing one or two plants is not very difficult to do a good job, in my opinion. Get yourself a little bag guano, get yourself a couple worm casings, and 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 play with the plant talk to the plant
0: yeah i'll Do tell you a little
3: you, yoga with
0: it. i'll tell you what Yaro, we'll if, stretch if it you, if you if you if play some, you want play some classic music I, I i know where i know where there's a michelin michelin buffet i know where there's two of them there's one in the wind casino and there's another one in the cosmopolitan silver spoons those are two amazing buffets that you should definitely try someday
3: as long as I don't need to sit next to any convicted rapist, I'm looking forward to enjoying those breakfasts. I mean,
0: <laughs> 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 oh man!
1: Uh, now, now, now uh, I want. Wonder- what if you don't know he is? What if yeah. you don't know he's, he's a convicted rapist? Yeah,
0: and and now Are you now. You gonna and- sit next to him? It, he's, he's not going to know. He's not going to know. But I, I, I wonder, I wonder, Yaro, <laughs> I, I could just picture myself at, at, at this farmer's market and I'm willing to bet there was probably a lot of bushels and bushels of THCA flour available for sale. What do you think about that?
3: I would tend to give Ohio Ohioans the benefit of the doubt, with the exception of people who make their last name cannabis, and then when I try to quote them in an article that says <laughs> cannabis, it's confusing because I don't know whether I'm talking about the plant or I'm talking about this guy. <laughs> but aside from those <laughs> folks, I would give Ohioans the benefit of the doubt in thinking that they came there for the education and the free flow exchange of ideas, and that they wouldn't jeopardize their uh, public-facing events mm-hmm. by trying to push a few zips here and there or what have you i i mean it does show a picture on the link of people selling clones and so i'm not sure what their regs are and how much outside of that somebody or some people may have been but i think a lot of these states are just happy to see things go away from criminalization and towards normalization and i don't think most people are going to try to jeopardize that by doing something that's too overt
0: Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. Any 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 clothing clothing uh, th- thoughts on this, Rico?
1: Um, yes, I do have some uh, some closing thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Um, let me know if you guys can hear this, okay? I know we're in a storm and everything, but yeah, uh, you know what?
0: Oh yeah, here we go, here we
1: go. Swag like Ohio, like
0: Yes, and on that, we're going to go to a commercial, <laughs> and we're going to be right back. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The microtexture of the SE Pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. and. With the tower propelling at 2,600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient DAB experience to date. The Control Tower from Highly Educated. And we're at the promo motion. And so we want to make sure that you hit that like button. Also, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you've not subscribed already. And all of the articles that we cover on today's show, you can read directly on our website at wwwhiatt newscom And well, Matthew St. Germain could not be with us today. Um, his, his family has recently just started a, a GoFundMe. Their son came down with a severe illness, and they're not 100% sure exactly what is going on, but the doctors are looking into it and we hope to have an update mm-hmm. on him uh, sometime sometime later this week but we will definitely keep you posted we are posting uh, the the uh, barcode for the, or the Scantron link whatever the thing you guys QR codes that you guys call these things um, that will take you to the GoFundMe page so we are encouraging people instead of doing any type of super chat or anything like that if you would be so kind as to uh, contribute to their GoFundMe I know they would super 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 appreciate it and we all here at high at yes, nine wish the whole tristan family um everybody the whole saint germains a, a much love in this in this time of need and, and and we're here for you guys for whatever you need and on that we're going to roll into our final last commercial real quick i'm jason beck and this is smoky vanilla and if you want to feel as good as i look then you need to get yourself a stretch and smoke with smoky vanilla that's All right baby I'm Smoky Vanilla with my background in kinesiology. I'm a
1: sports massage therapist and stretch coach. I focus mostly on athletes who have chronic pain or
0: injury due to their sport or the legends of the chronic in the game, baby. Oh, yeah. You know what it is. We just stretched and now we're going to smoke because you know what it is. That's right. I love intuitively creating a session based on the individual I'm working with. We'll go through
1: a few assessments, look at the past health history, injury, or anything that's still affecting you today, and create a customized assessment just for you. Let's go.
2: Hey.
0: and we're back and i want to apologize to everyone for the technical difficulties a little bit that we are having today the rain is causing a lot of problems all across the country for our correspondence and so we do want to apologize but uh um i'm i have another interesting story for you guys are you guys ready
1: What you got for us, Jason? What you got? Stanislaus
0: County leans toward putting cannabis tax on a November ballot. And what are the rates? That's right. Stanislaus County's voters could see a cannabis tax on the November ballot that would apply to licensed businesses in the unincorporated areas. The cannabis tax would replace the fees in development agreements with be, be, be uh, be, be lagged cannabis operations to simplify assessments and reduce administrative burden. The, co- the The county's proposed rates are similar to the commercial cannabis business taxes in Modesto, and the Board of Supervisors on a 4-1 to one vote introduced the ordinance on Tuesday and will consider an amendment at a public hearing February 27th, after which the Board could formally act to put the measure on the ballot. If approved by a simple majority, the measure would establish a cannabis business tax ranging between 1% and 8% of gross sales. The, the 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 county would start with a 8% tax rate for all retail shops and could adjust the rate with, uh, within that range from year to year. The initial rates for cultivation, nurseries, distribution, manufacturing and testing would be 2.5% and the ordinance would limit limit tax rate increases to a half a percent in a year. The county expects to receive $1.7 million in annual tax revenue from the general fund. And county officials said the tax also would apply to illegal growers, providing an edge to law enforcement in shutting down black market cultivation. Authorities could cite the non payment of taxes in recovering the costs of raiding illegal grows. And with a tax based on gross sales, businesses will pay less when sales are down and more when sales are up rather then pay the flat fees specified in development agreements, county staff said. Zach Drivion, an attorney for several legal cannabis businesses, said a 2.5% tax rate would nearly double the tax obligation for cultivation and nursery operations, which currently pay fees based on square footage of the canopy. County staff will analyze the possible uh, amendment for a new square footage rate for uh, those business types, which will be considered on February 27th, and supervised Terry Withrow, opposes putting a tax measure on the ballot. He was opposed to pot legalization under Prop 64, but later favored a county limit of 61 permits for commercial cannabis businesses. He now regrets that, saying the county has spent a huge amount of time on permitting cannabis businesses and overseeing development agreements, which haven't produced the anticipated revenue for the county. In a quote, here we are trying to figure out how to accommodate our marijuana dispensaries and grows when we could be spending." time doing so much more for this community Withrow said Withrow added uh, the high potency of marijuana today contributes to mental health issues for users when about 15% of the county's budget is devoted to mental health services. Withrow said he's uh, he's talked with a mental health professional about the effects of high potency marijuana and as of February 1st, there were 16 active development agreements with cannabis businesses in the county's unincorporated areas after eight development agreements were mutually cancelled and business owners saying the black market marijuana trade hasn't unfair advantage have complained they're not able to pay the fees in their development agreements California's legalization initiative in 2016 reduced criminal penalties for illegally growing illegally uh, growing making it difficult for law enforcement to stop the illegal trade and the annual budget for the county cannabis program lists 4.4 million dollars in appropriations for the sheriff's department fire and agricultural inspections the district attorney's office chief executive office environmental resources planning and parks but the program budget is adjusted based on anticipated revenue and in a quote definitive revenue projections are approximate due to the unknown future of total gross revenues from existing cannabis operators on a, a county staff report said well 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 you guys i just wonder if these municipalities are take took a look and to see what happened with the whole Patterson debacle with Catalyst, and now we're just backpedaling on these development agreements, wanting to just take these taxes directly to the voters. But I'm going to digress and see what y'all have to say about this. You with us? Are, are you guys there? I'm here. Okay. All right. What do you think about this, Yarrow? development agreements i was
3: actually i was actually gonna let rico get the first word because you know most of the time i can't
1: even (laughs) shut up you know it seems they haven't they haven't learned shit from patterson huh
0: i well no that's why i'm saying i think they did that's why they're going to the ballot box so then that way they can remove these development agreements because uh the city of patterson just got it handed to them by the elliot and the crew from catalyst
1: It seems like Elliot and his team were successful in making sure that the weed for the people message is getting out Mm -hmm. and the people speak before the government
0: walks. right. Very, very true. Uh,
3: I mean, I think that, you know, if we think about the history of some of this, even before uh, Patterson, we saw some rollbacks in Stanislaus in respect to uh, permit fees this was some number of years ago. That might have been Calaveras County, not Stanislaus County, as I start to walk down that dusty memory road. I think counties really need to be very, very mindful of the money that they're taking in, what they're doing with that money, whether they're creating revenue or profit centers out of these things, or whether they're just taking in enough fees to administer these programs. I mean, the bottom line is. Permit is a form of taxation, right? We all know that. And so, uh, and we know that the cannabis industry across the board is uniformly overtaxed. And we also know that overtaxation is a strong driver for a healthy, underregulated market. And so I think that we need to take a very lean approach to imposing costs and fees and uh, Uh, on on cannabis operators and let's see this industry be sustainable and profitable before we start thinking about ways to extract value out of the industry for other causes or purposes Mm
0: -hmm. very very true very true we're getting ready for time and we have uh, two more stories we're going to run to our last commercial and we're going to be right back Get ready for the 20-year anniversary celebration of the Emerald Cup. The Emerald Cup will be held at the Henry J. Kaiser Center for the Arts in downtown Oakland, May 4th and 5th. Get your tickets now for best pricing. Cannabis categories include flour, pre-roll, solventless concentrates, solvent concentrates, cartridges, edibles, topicals, tinctures, and alternative cannabinoids. So enter early for your chance to be a winner at the 20-year anniversary Emerald Cup competition oh yeah that's right coming back next that's right it is the sebastopol sage mr yarrow kubrin
3: good morning good morning hi at nine news viewers taking a little picture of my mug and throwing it up on the youtube screen my next article is near and dear to my heart because it has to do with zoning so zoning geeks welcome to the party this article is in the washington post it is by Leticia beecham and the article is as follows prince george's board split on dispensary zoning opposes the state weighing in the prince george's county council is split over the zoning but opposes a state bill that could restrict its moves The question of where new cannabis dispensaries should set up shop in Prince George's County divided the council last fall, igniting a layered debate about quality development and the potential for legalization to advance social equity in a county harmed by the war on drugs. While council members never settled on whether to restrict new shop locations, they are nearly united in opposing a move by state lawmakers that would block them from doing so in the future twin bills slated for state legislative hearings later this month would limit local governments from establishing specific zoning requirements for dispensaries that are more restrictive than state guidelines effectively ending an enduring debate in the affluent majority black washington suburb cast by proponents as an effort to protect dispensary owners struggling to break into a new market, the proposals, council members said in interviews, would silence local voices on an issue that directly impacts them. This week, the body wrote a letter to its state house delegation stating its opposition. Local communities should have a say in what goes on in their communities, especially ones that have been ignored and abused by industry. Council member Crystal Daha the Democrat, District 7, said in an interview, or Adaha who had co-sponsored legislation that would have relegated new dispensaries into industrial zones in the county, said many of her constituents fear a green rush of shops clogging county arteries already saturated with vape shops and liquor stores. At a public hearing over the proposal in the fall, many county residents expressed those concerns within the broader context of what they said is lacking in swaths of Prince George's amenities, and decent grocery options. The concerns of liquor and smoke shops are are issues that Prince George's county leaders have created, not the state, said Dell C.T. Wilson E. Charles, who sponsored House Bill 805. The counties will have a say, but what they're not going to do is treat dispensaries any differently than they currently treat alcohol, he said in an interview, noting Prince George should have a sizable number of licensees from marginalized backgrounds. The state is in the process of setting up a lottery for applicants, seeking a recreational cannabis license under Maryland's first round, designed to foster social equity, with lawmakers championed as an argument for legalizing recreational marijuana in the state. Maryland legalized recreational marijuana last summer spurring sales and excitement about the economic boost and provided equity that social justice advocates touted people seeking to diversify the cannabis industry in maryland told the prince george's county council in the fall that requiring them to locate in industrial zones would pose hardship the county's own lawyers in september warned that the proposal could be subject to a legal challenge a concern echoed by the maryland national Capital Park and Planning Commission. The proposal came up for a vote in November but did not pass. Under Wilson's bill, a place zoned for a liquor store could also be zoned for a dispensary. That doesn't mean that wherever there's a liquor store, a dispensary right next to it, he said. There's going to be less than 300 cannabis licenses for the state, he said. This can be no more burdensome than what you use to zone liquor stores. Wilson is concerned that if a county like Prince George is successful in relegating dispensaries to only industrial zones, it could create a domino effect throughout the state where wealthier, whiter communities choose to only place dispensaries in the the poorest parts of their county, mimicking years of systemic policies that disenfranchise minority communities. Since the citizens of the state made it legal, lawmakers must make it safe and accessible and affordable, he said. In order for it to be accessible, it needs to be spread out fairly throughout the state. Prince George has the second highest number of zip codes in the state eligible for the Maryland social equity criteria, with a total of 18 zip codes where cannabis charges exceeded 150% of the 10-year state average. Baltimore had 19 about 90% of the people arrested in Prince George County for possessing more than 10 grams of marijuana between 18 and 19 were black, and black people comprised about 64% of the population, an American Civil Liberties Union analysis found. The organization's research shows that black and white people consume marijuana at roughly the same rate. Ensuring that racial minorities aren't overlooked in the cannabis industry after being criminalized for possession and other marijuana-related charges is also of importance to some council members. Council Member Wanika Fisher, D. District 2, added, tried to add amendments to Orahada's proposal in the fall and abstained from voting on the letter to the county state house delegation this week, setting concerns that outright opposing a bill could prevent the county from being heard in future discussions where amendments could be on the table. Fisher, a former delegate and lawyer, has been vocal about the county council's push for limitations on the cannabis industry, stating concerns about stifling the industry before it starts and warning about the county's creating legislation that could cause it to be sued. I care about my residents first and foremost, and I don't want the county sued or in a position to put businesses behind because we're not doing the right thing, she said. I think that's why this bill from the state is trying to put some guardrails in place. Making a move that could limit small minority-owned businesses doesn't sit well with Fisher, she said. The thing about this industry is moving. The thing is, this industry is moving, and we've already been left out so far behind Fisher said. Sometimes doing the right thing is not always the most popular thing. So let me kick this off for my fellow panelists here on High at Nine News, because zoning is something that's near and dear to my heart. Zoning is to real estate, like DNA is to a living organism. It lets you know what the highest and best use of that property could be. And what we've seen with narrowly allowed zoning opportunities for cannabis businesses, be that retail or otherwise, is it creates real estate pockets where the value of those locations goes up like a balloon in a way that increases the costs for entrepreneurs before they've ever had the opportunity to collect any revenue. And the idea that you would relegate retail activities to an industrial zoning is already like tying one hand behind the back and then saying, go out and run a race. So I am actually in favor of the state preventing local government from creating more restrictive zoning requirements, especially because so much of our cannabis regulation has been modeled on the adult beverage industry. And so if we are going to borrow some of those paradigms from alcohol, why not borrow the paradigm that if a location is suitable for a liquor store, it's suitable for a dispensary. So typically, these local municipalities can be more restrictive than state guidelines. And in this instance, the state is saying, no, we do not want you to be more restrictive. So I'm very much in favor of this. And the other reason I'm in favor of it is because I believe that dispensaries that are allowed to be clustered around other commercial businesses are less likely to be victims of theft and crime than if they're tucked away in industrial enclaves where the majority of those other businesses don't even have the same operating hours mm-hmm. this is yaro kubrin high at nine news i'd like to know what you guys think they need to take a um, they need to take a, uh, a look
1: at what happened in santa ana california
0: yep exactly down in, orange,
1: mm-hmm. Ca- down, mm-hmm. down in orange county they're like oh no not in our backyard they're like no you're not gonna have cannabis here And then Santa Ana blew the fuck up. They only had cannabis available in industrial zones. And where did everybody go feeding that beast? Mm -hmm. They went to Santa Ana. That's right. Developed the whole place. It became a thriving neighborhood. So big up to the uh, black and brown communities out there. They try to put it all on our neighborhoods, and then what happens after that? You have a bunch of the white places in Jason's favorite uh, county of all of Love California. Love, Orange <laughs> county boy. Yeah, bunch of the a bunch of the white communities. Like, oh, we need to get some of that good tax money that they're getting, and then they're they're fighting. Uh, they're, they're, that's, they're not, fighting that's not. That's uh, not. That's
0: get, not, That's not how it worked, Rico. That's not how it worked. Yes, it is how it no, works. Not. Yes, it is they how it works. They, they had a they voter initiative. They had a voter initiative. And how,
1: and no, how much? No, what no, was their no. name? The Democratic operative they, they, who, who was uh, who? Uh, who you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I, I do like, know. Democratic, I do know. I do know,
0: who, I do know
1: exactly who was guys, giving to
3: bribes up. I'm gonna have to give bribes up. out. You guys were Tyson and a young lady in a hotel room. So I'm gonna need to send you down to corner to sit and cool out for a. Reason for a minute. Allegedly, i you, PG, 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 PG you know, you know, know what you're talking
1: about. Prince George County is both the most uh, affluent black community and the poorest black community at the same time. Don't make the same fucking mistake that Orange County made. So you're That's saying it's say so
0: you're saying it's saying? like East Palo Alto and Palo Alto.
1: No, That's it's very actually- different. If, if you're from the East Coast, you know what PG County really is yeah. about. But don't make the same mistake that Orange County did. And,
3: and now that I've got you in your collective corners of the hotel room, let's just let me just <laughs> highlight one thing, okay? Now that you're taking a timeout and you're putting your gonads in the ice bath, let me just say one thing, which is typically state law allows for local counties or cities to be more restrictive not less restrictive and so they establish sort of a uh, a threshold mm-hmm. and counties can be more restrictive this article is actually pointing out the opposite where a state is saying you cannot be more restrictive than we already are and the reason why they're doing that is because dispensaries have been the redheaded stepchild of commercial use of properties and they have been relegated to these funky areas and zonings that don't make a ton of sense and have not been treated like the CPG business that everybody says it is. And so if you have a retail store and you're stuck in an industrially zoned area next to a tire place and a welding place and a wood supply place, those usages are inconsistent with the way in which the rest of those other businesses, what what that makeup is, what that profile is of, of neighboring businesses. And so in this instance, to say, Treat it like a liquor license, where a liquor license, once you have it, can be venued at a variety of locations that conform with CPG considerations, traffic count, parking, proximity to blah, 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 blah. This is progress. This is progress. And the the, the, the local people who said they don't want to see the opportunity pass them by, the opportunity doesn't pass you by when you have sensible reform to regulations that allows dispensaries to be in places where a typical store for other products would be. And so in California, where we've got nothing but battle scars and war stories, we know that one of the biggest challenges with regulated cannabis quite simply was that the state allowed counties and cities to be more restrictive than the state minimums. And in those restrictions, they created massive retail deserts. And those retail deserts, deserts created a supply chain imbalance from the top of the supply chain to the bottom of the supply chain and the lack of retail in california is the top three reasons why california's system doesn't work
0: mm-hmm. i i i agree with all that the local control is 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 such yep. a big deal
1: learn from the mistakes mm-hmm. learn from the mistakes of and,
0: and prohibit so much so much commerce with this local control I I agree with you. It's it's a reason why why there's such a drought on retails throughout California. We don't, you know it's 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 exactly why the local control and these prohibitionist mindsets of these local politicians. Not in my backyard. And
3: think about or... all of the cost and all of the administrative and legislative lift that a lot of these local municipalities undertake. Mm-hmm. Typically, rec- recreating bad policy to come up with local guidelines and even though we don't like the notion of states dictating what should be they could save a ton of time a ton of effort a ton of recreating the wheel Mm -hmm. to be able to say here's what it looks like based on our aggregated experience both in and outside of our state and no you're not going to make it all foobar and no you're not going to take this nimby approach and just mess it all up by putting it in some little area next to a welding shop when grandma wants to go get whatever she doesn't want to go next to a welding shop next to a tire shop next to some funky industrial neighborhood there's no such thing as a good industrial neighborhood right let's be really really clear mm-hmm. it's industrial highest and best use in an industrial neighborhood is businesses that make things for a yep. living there's no curb mm-hmm. appeal and then you want these cannabis entrepreneurs to be successful but the unregulated market can sell their product wherever they don't get caught and you're asking yep. the regulated market to go sell it right behind big. O's tires in, in Come yeah on.
0: In, in in the same alleyway right. where the where, where where the illicit market is yeah where you used where, yeah where you used to buy and then yeah. and then you were you were
1: putting you were putting these legal operators under the pressure of fighting against the illegal operators mm-hmm. <laughs> because they are already posted and up the, in the, the same area
3: that chaps my hide the way the way it would if I had visited Tyson without what, consent. What, 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 is, what, what if, chaps do like you what chaps high. Oh, yeah, More yeah, than sandpaper condoms. More than sandpaper condos. I'll, San we we <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you what <laughs> caps my hide. We create a narrow eye of the needle by having overly restrictive maps and zoning requirements. What mm-hmm. we create is real estate bubbles. And in those real estate bubbles, investors and operators have to pay too much because we create these artificial... Paradigms that create scarcity of locations. And the scarcer the locations, the more valuable they become. And speculators come in and they drive up the cost of real mm-hmm. estate, they drive up the cost of rents, and they drive yep. up the cost of all of those other business-related startup costs that have to be undertaken before a dispensary is actually opened. So you've only got 11 places that qualify or 23 places that qualify. You open up your criteria, you open up option, and you create less bubble. And less speculation, and less increased costs before operators are even uh, open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 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 so if,
1: if I'm getting this right, Yaro, what you're saying is they need to make sure that they don't open up these locations out in the area where you might run into another pre-redemption Mike Tyson while you're going to get your weed.
0: Oh boy. Oh man! You know what? You know what? I would, I, yeah. I would like the don't conversation take the bait. Don't take the bait. Don't take the bait. Don't take the bait. To be
3: with consent, don't I'd take, like the conversation the about appropriate zoning to be. with But hey,
1: consent. On, the flip, on the flip side, on the flip side, you might run into a pre Ray J. Kim Kardashian.
2: <laughs> oh, boy.
0: oh man! Consensually released on the internet. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. I, 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 I'm I'm gonna roll into this. I'm gonna roll into this last story since you guys are all just rolling around, all rolling around with jokes today. <laughs> And and, and, and I, th- I really like this story. I'm, I'm happy to, to end the story. I think we're going to end it on a high note on a big bang because it's illegal to possess both guns and medical marijuana in Pennsylvania. And this bill would change that, you guys. Pow, pow, pow. Pennsylvania has had legal marijuana since 2016, but under the state's Uniform Firearms Act, medical users cannot own a gun. Dan Laughlin is trying to fix that. The eerie Republican senator is in. Introducing legislation to amend the act to allow users to own a firearm. He said, this is about sticking up for our constitutional rights and individual freedom. In a quote, uh, it's a legal product to treat symptoms with And it shouldn't have anything to do with your Second Amendment rights, he said. The restrictions are not limited to Pennsylvania and a change in the state code alone won't change things on a federal law, um, which also prohibits users from owning a firearm. Laughlin said he was inspired in part by a lawsuit filed by the Warren County District Attorney against the federal government regarding that policy. He said he was surprised the United States hasn't taken steps to remove restrictions, but that does doesn't mean he can't do something on a state level. In a quote, I can't change the federal firearms form, but I do have the ability to at least change how Pennsylvania does their medical program. He said, Michael gear, president of Pennsylvania family Institute is against the bill, arguing that mixing guns with marijuana can be deadly. In a quote, he says with no approved dosages or formulations for specific health conditions, there can be no confidence that users won't become Abusers," he said in a statement. Most Pennsylvanians understand it's a dangerous thing to mix, mix high-THC, mind-altering cannabis products like that sold at dispensaries with deadly firearms. Laughlin is a sponsor, it has sponsored multiple pieces of legislation aimed to remove restrictions on medical marijuana or legalize adult use of marijuana. And he joked about effectively becoming the Republican face of cannabis legalization in Pennsylvania. In a quote, he says, I think that's probably a title that I've earned right he said well 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 i think this is fantastic news for pennsylvania and shout out to this patriot senator dan laughlin out of pennsylvania we appreciate all of your hard work thank you for fighting up for our rights and freedom and what do you guys have to say about this
3: I've got some strong opinions about this. Mm-hmm. I believe that until expungement reinstates Second Amendment rights, that we have a lot of people in this country that have been denied the Second Amendment right due to their previous cannabis convictions, mm-hmm. and that 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 is an unfair restriction on someone on on the on the rights as articulated or enumerated in the Constitution. I am appreciative that this Republican is acknowledging the limitations of what he's doing by, by quoting the fact that it doesn't change things on a federal level. And I am not so appreciative of the Pennsylvania Family Institute and Michael Greer or Gere um, because when you have these organizations that say you know they're the Pennsylvania Family Institute, these are these really vague, nondescript names for organizations that doesn't really give you a sense of what their true political agenda is. And so when I went over to their website, they look like they are part of the Koch brothers' family uh, disinformation yeah, organization. Hold on, the Koch brothers are pro-cannabis now. Well, they oh, man, are pro-women's rights to choose. Are they pro? Are they pro? I mean, look they. <laughs> They've started spending money to seed the cannabis industry with people who see things their way. Don't make me say the name of the person in Sacramento who certainly benefited financially by getting their training. I mean, indoctrination. They're, they're, they're war profiteers. And they, absolutely. They in, they, and so, they make
1: so much money names, off of ours Say their name, say their name.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: Jason, Jason, Jason's always down for a good coke binge. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> hey. so this, this
3: notion that the that that this organization that was that got the opportunity to chime in, Michael Geer of mm-hmm. the Pennsylvania Family Institute, Family Institute. Pennsylvania. Right. That What they do is they cloak themselves in these nondescript but worthy names. Like, of course, everybody's for family. You wouldn't be against family, would you? But this idea, arguing that mixing guns and marijuana can be deadly, it, it, somebody like that, if they actually have a position in public policy, whether it's for an institute or an educational uh, institution or it's for a private enterprise or it's for government— they should be fired immediately for not understanding the history of cannabis mm-hmm. in communities and this notion that legalized cannabis is the introduction of cannabis into com- communities instead of this notion that legalizing cannabis is the introduction of safe unadulterated and age-restricted community, c- cannabis into communities, this person needs to get another job. They should be flipping burgers mm-hmm. because the idea that guns and cannabis would only be introduced together as a result of this lack of prohibition and this lack of restriction it's painful the amount of intellectual gaps and blinders that this person has. They are not qualified to opine. And so even having a quote from them skews the potential readership's perception of this issue, because this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, not even close. Like, you'd be better off, I wouldn't even let you babysit my kids, you're that dumb. And so... Yara,
1: Yara, Yara, are are you aware of the origins of why the Second Amendment was put in place initially.
3: I'm yeah. Not only do I feel aware, but I want you to make me more aware, because I feel like this okay. is a lead-in to me saying, tell me more, my friend.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, initially, it was a compromise with the South post-Civil War because they were afraid of slave revolts. They were afraid other slaves coming out and taking over the plantations and everything. So it was a compromise given to the ex-slave holders that they are allowed to bear arms <laughs> to fight back slave rebellions. Real talk, look this shit up. So I feel very, very, very rich, the fact that a lot of these states are still pushing back against
2: cannabis <laughs>
1: consumers. And their ability to bear arms, because it is nothing but history echoing itself, and cannabis consumers are now seen as the new slaves. So let that sit with your ass, just for a second. Mm.
3: I, would, I, would, I would also go so, so <laughs> far as to add that in my limited understanding, the first group that really promoted open carry was actually the Black Panthers in the late 60s in California, mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. some tea party, don't tread on me, And what happened after that? <laughs> what what happened? happened after that? So the, you're stealing my life okay, what, <laughs> what happened after that is they found ways to criminalize cannabis activity, prosecute Black men, give them felonies that meant they would never open carry again. So, again, I'm not wearing a tinfoil hat. I'm just using some California history here. But the the, the way in which a felony conviction took away somebody's right to own a firearm, and I'm not talking about a 500-round bazooka. I'm just talking about a simple boomstick for the country. Uh, uh, there are, you know, mountain lions in our hills. There are hogs that will run you over. Um, there are people who actually uh, carry a firearm just for protection from animals in the areas that I live. But I would argue that the criminalization of cannabis and the disproportionate, the purposeful disproportionate impact on black men was a way of disarming a community. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, well, well interesting history lessons right there fellas.
3: and and so i like that this guy is, is is broaching this conversation because this is a conversation where you really get a litmus test over whether mm-hmm. someone is a libertarian mm-hmm. or not right well, I, 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 I would say i would say a true republican i would say they're libertarians I, I would say a true until republican they come up against some well that's being generous to republicans for sure
0: I, I to to me i i believe that that if you're not if if you're not uh for cannabis gun rights and and you're trying to restrict cannabis you're not about personal freedom and liberty and so therefore i, I seriously not. can wonder if you should call yourself a republican because you're 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 not about personal liberty and freedom
3: well, as soon ways. as women as soon as women can have the personal liberty and freedom of making their own reproductive choices between them and a doctor, I might become a republican.
0: I think you are a Republican every every day. How about that, Jason?
1: When when are Republicans going to really be about freedom?
0: When is that going to happen? Rico, I'm not not, not touching that issue (laughs) with a 10-foot pole. You guys are trying to set me up for failure over here.
3: Rico, Republicans are about freedom. They're about the freedom of Russia to do whatever they want and to make sure that Michael Flynn is still celebrated.
0: Shout out to Michael Flynn general michael flynn my, my,
3: yeah my,
1: <laughs> hey, hey, hey yeah. michael flynn got his redemption right he, he got his uh shit exonerated right
0: yep yep he he, he yep. did he did the whole russia hoax was a whole big old russia russia nothing burger it
1: had nothing to do with the russia hoax mm-hmm. like michael flynn did his, mm-hmm. did his michael flynn duties and uh
0: mm-hmm. Lion and Man, you guys you guys took this good. down a crazy, crazy rabbit hole right at the end. This is this Flynn, is yeah. Flynn is
3: the Oliver North of the twenty twenty.
0: Stop, the cap.
3: Oh the, Stop oh the cap. Oh my gosh. Stop the cap. Stop the cap. Oh my Stop
1: gosh, the we cap. need to go to overtime for this one, Yarrow. Jake yeah. oh. needs to be biked up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, on that man. note, on that note, thank you all for joining us for another rainy episode of High Nine News. Sorry, I couldn't be in video for you guys, but um, yeah, you guys want to challenge me? I see you, I see you, motherfuckers, in the uh, in the chat trying to challenge me mm-hmm. on that uh, comment that I made. Do some Googling. Find out for yourself. But big shout out to our super fans. Showing love, getting their comments posted live on the big screen. Our live audience and online supporters catching us across all media platforms. Tuning in each day to the headlines of chaos, also known as the developing cannabis industry. To our very correspondent team, tuning in from all over, bringing this much-needed variety of perspective and your respective opinions to the table. To our production team, Cloud Media Partners, all of our sponsors keeping the lights on and our AV struggles to a minimum. Looking forward to working with more of you in the future um as always cannabis sativa l the reason die and our news team read these headlines every single day thank you too baby girl
3: it has been monday
1: <laughs> Yes,
3: sir. Yes, sir. I would like to close us out with a little bit of a tribute to the St. Germain. Oh, so oh, back oh okay. on
1: that I, I, yeah. I, I was going to give it to you. I was going to give it to you. You, 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 you. you were going to get it,
0: you Yarl. You were going to get it. So, you're going to get it, it Yarl. I'm just taking it
1: right <laughs> now. No, <not> ripping <laughs> the ball. Oh, you're taking it like Mike Tyson? Yeah, like Mike Tyson. Ha 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 ha. Let me finish first. All right, so it has been Monday, February 19th, 2024. So the show's over. Hope you've all been blessed with top industry headlines. And it was enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow. My name is Rico Lemie, the dopest dad on the street for High Nine News, Cannabis Industry's number one daily news show. And now we're going to give it right back to Yarl Kubrin for a touching message on the St. Germain family. Let's do it.
3: So I just want to talk a little bit about the St. Germain's for a second. I live in Sonoma County, and before I ever had the opportunity to meet them, I had heard of them, and they were friends of many of my friends. And what I know is that good news travels slow, bad news travels fast, and false news travels at lightning speed and all I had ever heard about this family was how stand up they were how amazing they are and I had heard this from multiple people through multiple spheres of influence and then I met them because my daughter became friends with their daughter and next thing I know I'm texting parents for pickups and drop-offs and I'm having these logistical conversations with a family that I had heard of for years and what I have come to understand personally personally through those interactions with them is just how amazing this family is, how stand up they are, how dynamic and multifaceted, but also how committed they are as parents and as community members. And so I don't know them as well as I'd like to, and I haven't known them as long as I want to. But what I will say is in this era of dwindling resources, in this time when there are multiple things that you could put your money into, at this time in our country when the interest rates are high, inflation's through the roof, there's conflict in the Middle East, go look at Ukraine, it's all bad. Here's an opportunity to do a small thing to make a big difference in a family's life. And I just really encourage everybody to hit that GoFundMe, not because you can, not because you're feeling flush, but because this is one of those small chances to have an oversized result for a family that deserves nothing but blessings. And if you've ever seen Hi at 9 News and you've had an opportunity to that watch Matthew come in and riff ramble and, rant, and talk about what's important to him. The theme that I always take away from being a guest when he's present is his commitment to the betterment of society through an improvement of connection between people. And that is special and we need more people like that Pounding that drum, carrying that message, and still being able to be functional and supportive fathers in their own immediate sphere. And so I just say, hit that like button for the St. Germains. They're an amazing family. This money is going to go to help their son with genuine medical issues. He's going to UCSF, which is the specialist hospital on the West Coast when you got real things you got to work on. And much love to them. And at the end of this, if you wouldn't mind when this show ends, just take a minute before your next thing and say out loud to whatever you believe please help the St. Germain family now.
1: Yes. Thank you for saying that, you know. Like all all jokes aside, we always have fun kicking it out here at Hyatt Nine News. But um, the family in need, and like I said in the comments, is not just for the Hyatt Nine family, but he is an absolute gem to the entire cannabis community, period. And his it's family very true. right now. And if, if, if any of you guys out there watching, listening right now, um, reach out to us on the same. On the same note, we would 100% support you too. So um, please that, look not. out and, uh, to, just, to the Germains. To the GoFundMe go for the Saint Germain. So
3: you you it's, can't it's, be more worthy right when your yeah. name is Saint.
1: That's yes. cute. That's cute. He is. He is the. He is. He's the immortal He himself one. is the immortal. He is the immortal <laughs> one who's been living for thousands of years and his family is family right now So, please... Contribute you to the GoFundMe, and uh, remember, it's always we for the people. Big shout out to Catalyst. Big shout out to everybody supporting us today. And um, no matter what, we get into arguments here on uh, High Nine News. It's always love. I love you, Yaro. I love you, Jason.
0: And um, but also at the same time, fuck yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. You all have an amazing day today. Happy Monday, President's Day. Great <laughs> Monday. Yes. Thank yes. you, brothers. Yes, current president today, Jason.